What the fuck is up, shaggers? We are back at it with another episode of Shit About Shagging, a show hosted by the lovely, talented, beautiful, crazy, romantic, strange, I could go on forever, Zizi Siolo. <laughs> That's me, yo. I am here to chat shit about all things love, sex, and relationship related. I am the modern day You Magazine Ask Andy without any consistent or coherent advice. I just take the piss out of everything and hope that you listen. So yeah, stick around, lean on me, and trust everything I say. I am going to get straight into the shagga shenanigans because I know that's exactly what you're all here for. So I wanted to tell you that my horoscope was right about meeting someone. I met, I met this guy on Tinder, guys. And like, we really hit it off. Like, I was bamboozled. We were chatting every day and it's going well. And one day he just asked me, what am I doing? And I told him I'm on my way home. And he's like, cool. You want to go out for lunch? I'll pick you up. I'm like excited and over the moon because I hadn't been picked up for a date in forever. So I quickly freshen up and he picks me up in his smooth ride, which I am oddly impressed by. Usually I just care if a guy has a car. I don't give a shit what make or model it is. But this time homeboy showed up. So I get into the car and we make our way to the farmer's market. He pays for everything, which I'm not used to. His hand is on my lower back guiding me in the right direction. He's talking and listening attentively. All in all, it was an amazing hangout. The next day, I tell him that, yo, don't really want to be alone right now. What's happening? And his text is basically the dreaded words, Zizi, we need to have a chat. I immediately lose my shit because like, why, 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 dude? We had such an awesome date, or at least I thought so. So I tell him, okay, let's chat. And he asks me if we can just meet somewhere because if we go in one car, there's going to be an awkward car ride home. Mm-hmm. Exactly what I wanted to hear. So I catch him at the Andicios. He gets in my car and he straight up tells me he is in a situationship with someone else. <laughs> Side chick Zizi strikes again. I was so mad and hurt and confused because why, 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 why me? Why again? Why in 2022? He tells me that he wants to actually end it with said person because of complicated reasons. And I took his word for it because I was hoping for a happy ending. That would swing my way and like soon did that happen has it happened 
Well, I'm not sure. So in the sense of, you know, respecting yourself and all that shit, I decide to muster up the courage to tell him that we should stop this whole thing. I don't want to be in the situation. And also point out the fact that his communication skills have like gone down the drain. Call him up, have the discussion, tell him I have no intentions of being your friend. I actually like you, blah, blah, blah. More jibber jabber in between. Three minutes go by. And then for some fucked up reason, the call ended up with us agreeing to be just friends. I I need, I need help. Really. Not more than 10 minutes after I hung up on him, he calls me back and asks if we can go to the arcade again together. Yeah, like a little girl, I was like, fuck yeah, yes, I wanted to spend time with him. And I know we agreed to just being friends, but still, I wanted to be in his presence. So, to play games, we went. Since this wasn't a date, and I am super competitive, I chowed him in every game we played. Skee-ball, shooting games, random shit, and even basketball. Destroyed. The only time he beat me was in our first racing game. And that, he only beat me by 0.18 seconds. But whatever. A win is a win. He's a man. We make our way towards the exit of the arcade. And we pass by those machines with the claws that have the stuffed animals. And he turns to me and he says... Let me be romantic and win you a prize. Huh? What? And did be romantic and win me a prize? Dude, I thought we were just friends. I I just I don't know what to do, but also I had never seen anyone win a prize in that claw machine. So I was like, go for it, dude, because I was getting ready to laugh. That motherfucker actually won a stuffed toy for me. He got me a pink stuffed fishy. And that is where the story ends. Seriously, we haven't really spoken, haven't seen each other. That is it. Very anticlimactic. But at least I have a souvenir. So at night, you can all picture me sleeping with a pink little fishy. And that's my shaggy shenanigans for this week. Top five, not five. Either I did well with last week's episode with the women's stereotypes, or you guys don't care enough to cancel me, or you agree 120%. Doesn't matter, you're here now. So what we're gonna do is we'll be looking at the boxes I would put men in. Men are not the simple beings most people make them out to be. But I have managed to think of five categories that they could possibly fall into. Namely being the good dick dude, the best friend, the what if guy, 
the boyfriendly player and the financial supporter. Some of these are pretty self-explanatory and the others you might be thinking to yourself, Zizi, what the fuck are you saying? Like, huh? But relax, kids. I'm going to break it down for you. Let's start with the good dick dude. This man is the one we want to end up with. He is all sorts of nasty and freaky in bed. He is, oh, when did you learn to do that? He's that type of guy. But unfortunately, that's about it. It could be because he's socially awkward, um, only known as being the funny guy, or just a plain bum-ass scrub. Whatever it is, if you are this good dick dude, please try to offer more before showing off your rocking cock, okay? The good dick dude, yes, we know. You know that you are the guy when it comes to the bedroom. But more often than not, he thinks that he doesn't need to offer more. Gents, if, if this is you, then firstly, on behalf of all those receiving your bum-ass blessing, I say thank you for your service. Really appreciate it. But if you want to be more than just the guy we call for a good time, then you need to show off your other attributes. Be vulnerable. And also, take it a little slow. What I mean by this is do not lay all your magic on your partner on the first sexual encounter. Leave them wanting more and leave yourself room to one-up yourself. The first time should be worth calling you back, but not some magic Mike man dingo dick jigaboo move type of thing. Rather get people like really into your sex game and then when you keep improving with every experience then they become digmatized so yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with being the good dick guy but you just need to realize that in a relationship there is the intimate aspect and there's the companion aspect if you are just fulfilling the one then trust you're going to be leaving yourself open to be emotionally cheated on, okay? Dick is great, but after sex, you need to give more. And, ra- and unfortunately, you can't just be whipping out your dick at random times. So as much as you work on your dick game, work on your personality and attitude so that your long dong can like match what's going on. If... You do not start adding more value to the relationship other than fantastic fucking. Then you'll probably find yourself having breakfast alone more and more often. Then we have the financial supporter. He is hard working, respectable man who could easily be very self-entitled, manipulative And thinks that he should get his way because he pays. Just because you pay my guy doesn't mean that they owe you or that you own them. Okay. This guy is an ATM. 
and always transferring man. I mean, cash sent, e-wallet, EFTs into your account. Those are his strengths. He's the type of guy to be like, when you're in a bad mood or having a difficult day, to respond with, what food do you want? Or what's your address so I can send you flowers? He's a man with a generous wallet, but unfortunately is also very busy with like work, his side hustle, or unfortunately his family. But hey, that's neither here nor there. But the, the dates that you do go on and the time that you do spend with him, it's lavish and you feel special and showered and pampered. And, it, and it's amazing. Who, who doesn't want that? This man is complex because he could easily just be a dude whose love language is material gifts and just wants to express his love and desire for you by pampering and showering you. On the other hand, he could just be throwing his money at you to keep you distracted and happy. So take your pick. If you are this guy, firstly, well done on securing your bag, dude. Well done for working hard. Keep doing you. Only thing is that you should be careful when you're out and you whip out that card because it could easily attract the wrong type of person. I'm all for you showering your partner with love, but just make sure that person isn't only with you for the benefits of the lush life. You genuinely do deserve someone who appreciates you for all you do for them and also reciprocates that in their own way. That being said, don't underplay your status and abilities for the sake of it because a that's lying okay it could be to protect yourself i get that but i mean just start slow and low key rather than doing too much too soon because if you start off setting the bar way too high then Firstly, the person's going to expect this all the time and your funds could easily run out. Other than that, shine, dude. Live your best life. And if you are this guy and you're lonely, hit me up. You know, you and I, we can start simple coffee date, maybe flowers. There's no need for a weekend trip on our first date. No, no, I'm easy. We can just do that on my birthday weekend. <laughs> That's all. The next dude. Oh my God. He annoys the crap out of me. But he is also someone I love and respect with all my heart. The boyfriendy player. My goodness. The mixed feelings I have towards this dude. Is just so unbelievable. He's the guy who will straight up tell you. He ain't shit. He doesn't want commitment. He isn't ready for a relationship or an exclusivity, but will still do cute ass romantic boyfriend shit with you. Like he will fuck someone in the morning and then come pick you up to run errands with you and be the perfect gentleman. He notices everything about you and treats you right, but then tells you that he's not looking to be with someone right now 
you know, and not necessarily you specifically, just you, anyone. And it's like, but dude, you're showing me all this attention. The genius part of this man is that he's straight up honest about his intentions and movements and cannot be faulted for being a liar. So why is it that we fall for him? I think it's because you get the boyfriend experience. Even though you hear and you're being told that it will not lead to more. Because what are we told kids? Actions speak louder than words. So it's hard not to fall for this guy or hope that maybe, just maybe, one day he'll change his mind and pick you. Unfortunately, boo-boo, the answer is no, he will not. He's probably just a very chivalrous gent who wants to treat people right, but also does not want to be tied down to just one person or any person at all. Is he wrong for acting this way? Generally, I wish I could say yes, because it's hella confusing and misleading, but sadly, no. Homeboy is not wrong. He stated his truth. He said his expectations from the jump. Made everything crystal clear. So you cannot be mad at that just because it's not what you want or expected. To you, Mr. Boyfriendy Player, as the girl that you're just fucking around with, Thanks for the hot, sexy, steamy nights and random afternoon fucks. As the person you just shower with attention and good vibes, thank you for giving me the treatment I crave and deserve. Thank you for showing me that I do deserve better and I can get it. Just unfortunately not with you. I honestly just admire these guys for not playing games and being honest. They have their cake and they're eating it too. No matter how fucking frustrating it is to the rest of us. But like, fuck, can't you just give me the sex and the attention instead of like making me pick one? Like, don't be the guy who is for the streets, but then also the nicest gentleman to every single human. It's fucking confusing. It's fucking confusing. But also you're a fucking G, dude. Keep living your best life. The next... Oh, fuck. Oh, jeez. The next dude. <laughs> the best friend. Struggle Nation right here. You guys are in the exact same boat as the cool girl from the previous episode you are the rock the protector the comforter snuggle buddy shoulder to cry on confident confidant um dance partner everything okay to this person you are so deeply in love with and in your mind perfect for this person has friend and possibly even family zoned you because you're like a brother to me their friends are probably asking why you two haven't hooked up yet and your boys are telling you to get in there but home boy or girl is just not giving you the sure in 
if there is any, the intimacy between you and your crush is obviously shared behind closed doors and sworn to secrecy. Yeah, maybe you guys in the past have hooked up, but then you get that cliche line of, I don't want to lose you as a friend. Oh, kill me. Like, it's, it's fucked up. And what's worse is that if you try to move on to someone else, then your bestie crush, who didn't want you, will nine times out of ten feel some type of way and get jealous. This shit hurts like a motherfucker. Because you know in your heart of hearts what your bestie needs in a man and that you can be that guy for them. So what can you do, right? If you're in the situation where you guys are these inseparable besties and the vibe is just beyond compare, but they only hook up with you after a drunken night or you guys are like, if at the end of the night we don't hook up with anyone else, we can sleep together kind of thing. Um, and or, or they're the type to only become intimate with you after they've fought with their partner and need revenge or comfort. Then what you need to do is straight up tell them you cannot continue this back and forth. They need to decide if they want you in a romantic capacity and that they should give you a real shot or only have you as a platonic friend. It can't be both. The blurred lines is just fucked up. And then what you do is you throw that argument of being afraid to lose them as a friend back at them because they're actually playing you and risking the friendship themselves. If you think as the best friend dude that maybe your time will come when your bestie and their partner have some big fucking fight and he or she comes crawling back to you, then forget about it because they will not see you as a potential lover who has never hurt them and constantly shows them love and affection, but rather just the human pillow who watches trashy TV and eats ice cream with them. Until the next partner, who you obviously do not approve of, comes along. If you want to be, if you want to stop being the best friend dude, step up, state your case, and show the person why you should be considered more than just a buddy. Don't keep torturing yourself by pining for someone who doesn't appreciate the full extent of your love and care for them. You're only hurting yourself and wasting your time. Lastly, we have the man we've all been waiting for. He's scrumptious, he's funny, he's caring. He is the equivalent of the microwave switching on after load shedding. He ticks all of the boxes except for one. The what if man. This one particular box that he does not tick makes you question his perfection and the extent of how much you actually like him. It's not a deal breaker, but it's also something you can't get your mind off of and you even stay awake at night thinking about it. He could be the most charming guy you've ever met who treats you right, but unfortunately has no ambition or prospects for his future. 
He's the man with kind eyes, great dick game and all-round romantic, but has zero personality. The what if guy is perfection, but has that like that one, that one, you know, that one, that one thing about him that prevents him from being the guy, the forever gent, the one. If you are this guy, then dude, you can, there's two ways to do this. Okay. You can A, flaunt and overexert the qualities that the person loves about you making sure you leave no room for them to think about that major flaw whilst you secretly try and change that aspect of your life. You could do that. But that means changing yourself and you shouldn't really change yourself, you know, for other people because it could backfire and then you end up not being able to recognize yourself in the mirror. That's one solution. The easier solution and this is if you are proud of your qualities and accepting of your flaws, then just find somebody who accepts and embraces you as you are. You're a boss-ass bitch. Someone will be able to see past whatever it is because they are so mesmerized by everything else you bring to the table. So, yeah, those are the five types of guys. And the three I ideally would want in a partner. I know, okay, I know each, like the women, have their downfalls. But there are also so many great qualities. So in a perfect world, I would want a mixture, mixture of the best friend, the financial supporter, and the good dick dude. I think that combination of men would most definitely satisfy my sexual, emotional, and romantic needs. And that's all I care about. I got a question for this week because I have a new feature on my website where you can anonymously submit your questions and shag shenanigans. No names, no personal questions, no contact information necessary. You just go to the link that's either in this episode description or on my social media page and go buck wild. Send me your things. This is a safe space. So the question, how do you ease the hurt of rejection so that you can move on quicker? Shit. Honestly, dude, or chick, person do that i still fear the bejesus out of rejection so i avoid it at all cost like i don't shoot my shot with someone unless i am 83 percent sure it'll land if there's even a shadow of a doubt then i don't bother but to answer your question unfortunately there is no quick fix for this And the only things I could think of are like semi-toxic. On the one hand, you can go into the situation expecting the worst. I know we want to live in a dreamland where this person and you run off into the sunset and, you know, you sit there fantasizing and romanticizing your future together. 
but that will just lead to a pit of pain. So if you are into someone and you want to take that daunting leap and approach them, go into it expecting them to say no. Legit. This way, when they do, you are prepared. But if they take you up on your offer, then you win at life. If you've already been rejected and you want to ease the pain, then just go fuck someone else until you cannot remember the name of the person who rejected you. I know it's evil, it's harsh, and it's not at all helpful, but it is worth a try. Alternatively, and this is the best piece of advice I can give you, is dedicate a lazy Sunday to going through the feels like just wallow in that rejection and be miserable and sad then let it go I say this because if you take it all in and you deal with the pain thoroughly in a day then chances are the next morning you could wake up feeling okay and then ready to move on to the next one so well kids that is the end of the top five not five series i know the characters are very generalized but i do think that we can identify with an aspect of each of these characters or at least met one of these characters before in life and i know i procrastinated this topic for a while but now that it's done i'm actually quite fucking proud of myself Obviously, there's a, it's just pure shit talk. But I do hope that you took away a little something from it. As always, it has been a pleasure talking to you guys. And all I ask in return is that you follow, rate, and review the show on your favorite listening app if you haven't already. You should. This is what you must do. You must follow at podcast underscore and at ZZCOLO on Instagram and Twitter. Like the shit about shagging page on Facebook because in the next few weeks, I'm bringing back the polls and listener questions for the next few episodes. I love the feedback that I get from you guys. It's so much fun to read what you have to say and get like a general consensus. So yeah, basically... Thank you for letting me penetrate your ears again, shaggers. For now, I am going like a Boeing. Keep shagging and remember, love you a long time. Bye.